everyone. Welcome to this Indie Artist Music Hustle with Non Intelligence. I'm your host, Miss Ronnie, where I always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. This week, we have a very special guest. We have Miss Dynasty in the house. Say hello to everyone. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who is, we're going to start out with letting you take over and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I am Dynasty Smith. I am originally from Atlantic City, New Jersey. I know that a lot of people probably like, there's really people that live there. Yes, I used to live there. <laughs> Born and raised. But I live in Atlanta now. And I am an artist in Atlanta. Um, been singing, songwriting. Um, now I do have a podcast on Black Ink Radio as well. But um, dropped a new single called When I Get Home, um, mm-hmm. September the 10th. And we've been really pushing that single hard. Um, I've been performing around Atlanta um, since I've been here. I moved here in 2002 and um, have met some great, great, great people in the music industry. And I'm just excited um, about this single and what it's doing and you know, just meeting more people and doing more things and getting more exposure and doing more performances and writing more music. <laughs> I got a lot of songs out there, but this one we're really pushing. So excited about that. Hey, doggy. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question since um, you mentioned about the live performance. How do you feel about amount that um, I would say smaller independent artists get for when they turn, you know how you turn into your PRO to get paid royalties for it. How do you feel about the amount of royalties that small independent artists get? Uh, um, I, I mean, hmm. <laughs> I always think it should be more. <laughs> There's room for improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so because I think we work just as hard um, as you know, mainstream artists do. You know, some of us that are really out here grinding and really pushing our music. A lot of us are really doing it ourselves. You know, um, and I just think that we should get just as much as any anyone else because we're out here. You know, really pushing probably even harder without the big muscle of a huge label behind us, you know, to even help us. So I think it should be really, we should get, you know, I think we should get more. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> no. Okay, so tell me, um, what would you genre to, or if you had to describe yourself with a mixture of genres, what would you call yourself? I would say, um, I would say um, pop and R&B, probably more pop, than R&B. Um, most of my music comes off more pop. Um, more like, say, like, um, my tones are like Janet, Michael Jackson, and then, like, sometimes, then it's, depending on what I'm singing, it's like a Mary J. Blige type of vibe. Um, so, but I would honestly say it was probably more pop than um, R&B, but I would say that's the mixture. More like pop. And honestly, sometimes I probably feel like I have a rockish kind of voice, almost like a Tina Turner. So, <laughs> so it can get kind of a little hard there, you know, <laughs> a little raspy. Okay. So tell me, 
about this latest product, product that you have out. Oh, wow. When I get home. Um, so it's crazy. I, I had the opportunity to work with Jay Styles, who is also with Blackstreet. He's a singer and producer with Blackstreet. So he sings with them. And um, so we were introduced by um, a guy from Cool in the Game. And so we, he started sending me music and this particular track, he sent me three tracks and I, well, he sent me several tracks. I picked out three and I was like, man, you know, this song, it was the, this, it had the soon as I get home to Faith Evans, um, kind of melody in it, in the track. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to save this for last, you know, I'm going to work on this one last. So I picked other songs. I wrote three songs in total because I picked three tracks, but I wrote the first one, then I wrote the second one. And the first one I wrote, I thought that was going to be the single that we were going to push. And then we got to the third one. I actually started writing a song at home and I decided to go a different way. At first I was trying to go the romantic vibe like Faith Evans did, you know, with the song. More like, you know, when she get home, you know, all this stuff. And I decided, I said, I'm going to scrap that. So I had to go to Jersey and I was on the airplane and I said, okay, this is the, I got to finish this song because I got to go to the studio and record because I had already started recording with him and we finished like one and a half songs. And I was like, okay, I got to get this song done. So I'm on the plane. I said, anybody going to bother me so I can really finish this song? So I decided to make it something different. And I went off the vibe of women never really talk about them having two love interests. And it kind of, what kind of got me to was the Jada Pinkett thing where she used the word entanglement. And <laughs> so I was like, um, I said, I really want this to be something different. I want it to be more like, you know, it's unisex, but I wanted it to be kind of more like a woman actually admitting that she actually is, has feelings for two different men and it wasn't like planned and it wasn't, you know, it just kind of happened. So it was like, that's kind of how the song evolved, you know, into, okay, I want to turn this into, like, I started visualizing, you know, this woman get trying to get away from it all and trying to figure out what she's going to do about these two love interests because there's great guys, both of them, and she likes them, and, but you can only have one. So, <laughs> so you have to figure this out. You know? <laughs> yeah. so um, does that make you have more sympathy for a man who is in a... Huh? No. Sympathy, understanding. I would say understanding. No, not really. Because <laughs> I think that a lot of men arbitrarily just go out and put themselves in that situation. Um, okay. The way I came from it psychologically was this person wasn't really trying to put themselves in that situation. It just kind of happened. And now it just kind of just kept going and, and she likes this person and, and she got likes this person. And it's like, but I feel like in my mind, in my creative mind, <laughs> like it's not like she's living with somebody or in this relationship, like she's seeing this person and then somehow met this person. And then kind of just, you know, it maybe it kind of just was innocently, but man, you know, this person's cool and that okay. person's cool. So I wasn't trying to make it too, too deep involved, like, you know, secret lovers or something. <laughs> so what you did was you created a mixture of a Faith Evans kind of like a Shirley Mur Murdoch mixture. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was trying to keep it kind of light, you know. <laughs> I'll be working on the video soon. So, you know, I got some ideas for the video. 
So tell me this, since you are a writer, is your process for writing a song different for yourself than writing for somebody else? Um, not really because, well, it's a little different because I have to be around the person. I feel like I have to know something about you because if I write for you, you got to be able to deliver it. And if you if it doesn't fit you or you can't portray it or deliver it, because I feel like singing is acting as well, you know, and you have to be able to perform the song and make it believable in order for people to feel it. You know, um, I'm actually working on a short film, too. And my main thing is I want it to be authentic and believable. You know what I'm saying? Like all the acting, all the terminology has to be believable. And I think that's the same thing when you're performing. Um, even if you didn't write the song as an artist, it needs to be something that you would sing or you could portray or have some essence of you in it so that you can pull it off and really pull on those emotions where people can really relate to the music that you're singing. So it's a little different because I write for me. You know what I'm saying? I write more like, even though I'm not in that situation, I was like, if I was in this situation, you know, how would I feel about it? You know what I'm saying? Like in the one part where I'm like, you know, it's shame me I can't believe, caught up in my feelings, now I'm torn between. You know, like, cause this ain't me. This is not something I would do. I wouldn't have two men. So that's really coming from me and my perspective if I was in that situation. So what made you go, move from New Jersey, which is so <laughs> close to move to Atlanta to pursue, I'm going to assume to pursue music? Yeah. Or was it, okay. What made you want to make that particular move? Up Atlantic City is a small town. It's really a small yeah. town. It's not a hub known for discovering talent. Like it's just not a music hub. Um, and I just felt like it was too small. It wasn't really offering me what I wanted there. And I, I just really didn't want to stay there for the rest of my life. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to really pursue my artistry in this little small town that really doesn't offer me anything in terms of, um, you know, we had, I worked with some producers coming out of there, but in terms of moving to a city like Atlanta, because I was going to move to New York or Atlanta or L L.A. So those were my three choices. But I felt like New York was too expensive. Um, L.A. was too far from my family. I didn't want to be that far from my family. So I decided to come to Atlanta and I visited and I just fell in love with the weather and everything. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm coming here. I like it, you know. And then I see a lot of people of color doing a lot of great things. So I really just was like... Yep, this is it. This is the place for me. Yep. It gave you a great sense of pride to be around other people that looked like you that was doing things. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I loved, I, I loved, and I love seeing people of color living like a great life, also um, in leadership positions. Um, and just, um, just doing the darn thing, you know, and I've met some phenomenal people who support me. I love seeing people, um, of color, um, you know, doing things in leadership 
and um, just really flourishing and living good and looking good. And, you know, and then also just I've been around a lot of people who have been very supportive of me and the things that I've been doing in entertainment. So it's just been awesome. I've met some awesome, awesome people that I know if I had stayed in Jersey, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to meet. Yeah. So tell me this. How has the big C word 19? (laughs) (laughs) The big C The big C word. Yeah, I didn't want (laughs) How has that impacted? Oh, for me, at first it was kind of shell shocking because I had a lot of stuff going on when it first hit. And I was doing like performances in the clubs and I had some regular spots that I could like do because I I really performed like my own music and maybe throw some covers in, but I had different things happening, that which was awesome. And then I was kind of like, oh crap, like they shut everything down, you know? And then it was like minimal of, you know, how many people could be in, you know, a nightclub or a restaurant. So a lot of club owners and stuff wasn't they were like we ain't gonna be doing that you know we can't make any money like that and it wasn't beneficial to me so finally like people were saying you gotta you gotta do something you gotta be do a live stream so finally i said you know it took me maybe a couple months to sit back and think about it and then i said well i guess i do gotta do something so i decided to do a live stream show and it did good you know with that so um, then I started really working more of the internet stuff and making sure like I started like pushing a lot of more of my, my content through the internet. And then I did decide at that time to go ahead with my podcast and I ended up joining Black Ink Radio. So that was a blessing. So as it seemed like as things were kind of slowing down for people, it started picking back up for me. And I was kind of really surprised about that, but excited at the same time because I was getting opportunities and meeting people and they were like, you know, I think you could act. And I'm like, huh, really? And they're like, yeah, you need to come read for this role. And I said, okay, fine, if you say so. So they casted me for a part in this series that's supposed to be coming up called The Way We Carry From Renting Men and they casted me for the lead role. So I was like, and we shot the trailer and everything. And I was like, wow. So, <laughs> so I didn't see that coming, but I was like, okay. And it was fun. So I'm like, yeah, I could, I could do this. Yeah, I like this. So I guess it all goes hand in hand. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. Oh, so it's called Dynasty DM Extended Podcast. So how that started was I was on a morning show called Beat Break. That was my introduction to radio. It was called Be Break Morning Show. And so the guy, Sean Garvey, shout out to him. Um, he um, He's the one that brought me on. And then he said, you know, you can come up with your own segment. So at first I was like, you know, there's a lot going on with relationships and dating. But not just that. A lot of people would call me and ask me uh, business advice, family advice, relationship advice, all kinds of stuff. You know, so... It kind of just derived from my own personality. So I started calling it Dynasty. You know, I brainstormed with one of my friends and I said, you know, what should we do? So I said, got to be social media driven. So we were like, well, direct message. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm say Dynasty DM, you know, so it was Dynasty DMs. And it was just my segment. I only had like a five or 10 minute segment on the show. So then people were like, well, you know, I like that. And sometimes we couldn't get to my segment, you know, so always be a different topic for the segment. Mm -hmm. 
and it could be anything it could be dealing with your family and covid in the holidays you know what i'm saying how do you deal with that it could be you know um keeping business business you know what i mean business relationship make sure you don't cross the line so it could be anything and i always have Topics that people have experienced in absolutely. real life that we absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. 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 So that's how, and then I decided to also use my platform to say, okay, not only would I do that to have a topic, but I would invite a guest on every week, either an artist, a comedian, a business owner, or somebody of influence in the community. They would have an opportunity to let people know who they are and what they do but also join in the conversation because they experience these things just like anybody else. So they was joining the conversation too. So it became, when I decided to go with my own show, it became Dynasty DM Extended Podcast because now it was like the extended version of the segment that was on the Beat Break Morning Show. Well, I thank you for coming. I want you to tell everybody your social media handle, where they can find you, your new film that's coming out, your yeah. podcast, anything <laughs> about this dynasty. Okay. <laughs> well, you can find me on IG, D-Y-N-A-S-T-I-5-5. My new single, When I Get Home, is on all platforms. Um, I really appreciate you for having me on here. And, um, also, you can Google me. You can Google me, um, Dynasty Smith, and all my platforms will come up: Facebook, Twitter, um, even Black Ink Radio. You'll be able to go just jump right to Black Ink um, YouTube. You download the app. Also, you can download the Black Ink Radio app and listen to the things. Um, uh, the video will be coming soon. That will be on YouTube, of course. Uh, I'll be sharing some clips, and I'm going to be doing an unplug soon on Facebook Live. But I'll be sharing some clips. I decided to do um, some Dynasty Discovers, some covers. And um, so I'll do some clips of covers and also some Dynasty favorites, which are my own original favorites that I'll be sharing some clips to lead up to the Unplugged show. So I'm looking forward to that. And then the film is called Godmother. And um, it's probably not what you think. But um, I'm excited about that. And I'm just looking for one more actor. So if you act out there, then you, you know, can play somebody between the ages of 20 and 30. Um, you know, hit me in my DM <laughs> on the podcast it's called Dicey DM Extended Podcast. Um, and it's supposed to be syndicated actually soon, so that's another thing I'm looking forward to. So, a lot of things on the horizon. Um, look for the video, um, definitely look for those clips I'll be sharing on Instagram and on Facebook. And, um, you know, just follow me. I'm on Spotify. I'm on all those platforms and music. And, um, you know, just, just, you know, I just love to see the support. I've been getting a lot of support and I just hope it continues because I'm just going to keep doing some things. But I'm going to keep it good and positive. All right. All right. We got her. <laughs> you can Google her. You yeah. can find her on our podcasting platform. She's going to be syndicated. You can look up Black Ink Radio. And I missed something, but Miss Dynasty, <laughs> did I get it? <laughs> I think you got everything. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right. You can find us on all podcast platforms. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook. You can find a blog on www.blondashintelligence.com. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>